Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, the Raiders come to agreement with the quarterback, the Raiders lose the quarterback, plus they come to agreement with a couple guys on the defensive side of the ball. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about what potentially is next for the Silver and Black. Plus, we'll get to your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, all coming up on Tuesday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, March 14th, 2023. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. The autumn wind is a raider. Pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. Welcome in Raider Nation to another edition of the Lockdown Raiders Podcast. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen each and every day. Remember, you can find the Lockdown Raider Podcast free and available on all platforms. That includes YouTube. Thanks to my man Ari, making sure we're up on YouTube each and every day, looking good, sounding good, and we're doing what we're supposed to do. So again, shout out to my man Ari. You can check him out on Twitter at Ari Produces. Definitely appreciate him and his efforts. Lots to get to on today's show. Of course, news and notes here in segment number one. Segment number two, we'll break down the aftermath of the news and notes, and then we'll hear from you coming up in segment number three. But off top, Probably the worst kept secret across the NFL is that the Raiders were going to have interest in free agent quarterback Jimmy G. And on the first day of legal tampering, they came to an agreement. Now, of course, they can't sign the deal officially until Wednesday, the 15th at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. That's when the new league year opens up. But 95% of the time when a deal comes to agreement, that usually ends up being set in stone. And that's what it's going to be. So there was a lot of movement across the NFL. A lot of guys getting big time uh, deals. And, of course, not uh, agree, not done officially yet, but agreed on some big-time deals. The Raiders were not one of those teams that dished out big-time money, even though they went into uh, the day on Monday with about $43 million in free agent cap space. Uh, they probably left Monday with about $20 million, at least $20 million still in cap space. So they were active, but they weren't super active, and they weren't getting any big names. I rolled out a bunch of names on Monday's show that I thought that they should have some interest in, knowing that they weren't going to go after all those guys. They didn't go after any of those guys. And the reason they didn't go after any of those guys is because they weren't going to spend the big money that it took to bring those guys in. So what did the Raiders do on Monday? Well, Jimmy G and the Raiders came to an agreement on a three-year, $67.5 million deal, $34 million guaranteed. That was the first tweet from Adam Schefter, then Field Yates of ESPN. He broke down what the actual contract looks like. Signing bonus, $11.25 million. 2023 salary, $11.25 million. 2024 salary, $11.25 million. You're getting a theme here, right? 2024 roster bonus, $11.25 million. 2025 salary, $22.5 million. So guess what? Jimmy G won't be the quarterback in 2025, not at $22.5 Most likely the Raiders will have another quarterback by then, right? I'm sure they'll have another quarterback by the end of the draft, but they'll probably have a quarterback that they're ready to go and roll out there uh, well before that 2025 salary were to come into play. But they also have an annual per game bonus of $1.53 million, annual workout bonus of $220,000, annual incentives up to $1.5 million. So he can make a whole lot more money. Then just the original $67.5 million if he hits every incentive, but very rarely do quarterbacks or any player in the NFL actually reach the incentives that are put into their contract so they can get the most maximized money. So there was that. Jimmy G agrees to a deal with the Raiders. He'll be the starting quarterback in 2023. There's no doubt about it. And of course, I think they'll address the position in the upcoming draft. But we'll talk more about Jimmy G, what that means that he is now the starting quarterback, how the Raiders can go ahead and attempt to build up the team since the salary that Jimmy G received, which was not a big salary as far as I'm concerned. When the news came out about Jimmy G uh, agreeing to terms with the, with the Raiders, I thought, okay, well, let's see how much it's going to cost. Really not a whole lot of money. $34 million guaranteed, not bad at all. 
right? I mean, seriously, with all the money that's being dished out for guys like Daniel Jones, Geno Smith, and others, that's not a bad deal at all for Jimmy G, who clearly has plenty of, um, you know, starting experience in the NFL and has experience with Josh McDaniels. I don't really buy the fact that, you know, he played in the system, so it's going to make it that much better because it's been uh, plenty of years removed since he's been in the system. But they're familiar with Jimmy G. Jimmy G is familiar with them, so they're going to move forward. Again, we'll talk about him a lot more coming up in segment number two. One little note that I did want to pass along, and Jason Horowitz, who's the voice of the Silver and Black, was on my radio show on Monday, Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920, and he pointed out over the last three years, Jimmy G has led the NFL in yards per attempt with 8.3 yards attempt, and that was uh, that was just a, a little note on you know just the – just the way the passing efficiency of one Jimmy G, we all know my biggest issue with him is just availability. He gets injured quite a bit. So that wasn't a big surprise. Now, the big surprise came in for me on Monday and actually came in before the news about Jimmy G that Jared Stidham was not, in fact, signing with the Silver and Black. He was headed to Denver. That was the big deal to me. I told anyone who would listen that Jimmy G is going to probably end up being the the Raiders quarterback, but Jared Stidham would be the backup, right? And there's a good chance that maybe the Raiders just rolled with Jared Stidham and didn't even look at Jimmy G. Well, Jared Stidham, uh, as much as I thought he was more valuable to the Raiders than any other team in the league, and I still do believe that, Denver decided to give him a two-year, $10 million deal, uh, $5 million guaranteed, and then $4 million more in upside as far as incentives go. He's reunited with Davis Webb. Uh, he's known him for a very long time, so they're both there in Denver. Uh, now he's there with Sean Payton. And so that was the big surprise to me. That really caught me off guard. I just had no idea that Jared Stidham was going to be playing anywhere in 2023 outside of Las Vegas, but he heads to Denver to back up Russell Wilson instead of backing up Jimmy G. So to me, that lets me know that the Raiders either didn't offer him a contract at all or they kind of told him what the plan was going to be and he thought that the better idea was to head to Denver for a better opportunity and obviously more money. So I don't know what the Raiders offered him, if anything, but that was the big surprise, especially with Jimmy G and we know his injury history. The backup quarterback is a very, very important position. So right now on the on the roster after Wednesday and the, the ink can actually be signed, uh, ink can be put to paper, the Raiders have... Uh, Jimmy G as their quarterback, and they have Chase Garbers, and that's it. So the backup quarterback position is going to become very, very important when it comes to the silver and black. Also, on Monday, the Raiders agreed to terms with strong safety Marcus Epps. He comes over from the Eagles, uh, agrees a two-year, $12 million deal with nearly $8 million guaranteed. And according to Jason from uh, OverTheCap.com, Marcus Epps will have a $4.7 million cap hit in 2023, $7.2 million cap hit in 2024. So again, not a lot of money. And that's how the free agency is going to go for the silver and black. They're not signing any big-time names. Again, I go back to Monday shows and the name that I rolled out there for a bunch of different guys in different positions on the defensive side of the ball is not what the Raiders plan on doing. As far as Marcus Epps goes, he's 27 years old, started all 20 games for the Philadelphia last season. Uh, He played a career-high 1,095 snaps, including 252 in the box and 118 in the slot. His pro football focus run defense grade was 84.4. The Raiders like to use three safeties so he could play in conjunction with Trayvon Merrick and Isaiah Polamoa. That's from Vinny Bonsignor. And also, uh, Epps graded sixth in run defense grade for safeties and 59th in coverage out of 64 safeties last season. That's from pro football focus. He'll be looked to shore up all the last line of the defense. Epps did well as a split safety reading deep over and crossing routes, but was exposed in man-to-man situations like in the Super Bowl against the Chiefs tight end, Travis Kelsey. So, Quick story about Epps. He's not that great in coverage, but he's really good near the line of scrimmage, and he's really good at run, run defense. So the Raiders still need a guy that can be that dude in, in the back end, but since they do use so many three safeties on the field, uh, he could 
you know, he could help out in that role. He also had no problem dropping into the slot and, and being that slot corner. But again, coverage is not his strength. So probably is not something that Patrick Graham should uh, deploy too often uh, is have him in the slot going up against a guy like Travis Kelsey because, again, he kind of got ate up uh, from the slot position uh, in the Super Bowl. But uh, his run defense grade was really high. So uh, they're just trying to bring in more talent. I do expect them to bring Deron Harmon in as well. So it'll probably be Deron Harmon, Trayvon Merrick, and, uh, and Marcus Epps on the back end when they do go to the three, uh, the three safety looks. So we'll see how it goes. But there's a lot of pressure, in my opinion, this year on Trayvon Merrick going into his third year. He's really got to step his game up. Also, the Raiders brought back a, a, a familiar name, Brandon Faison. If you remember Brandon Faison, he was with the Raiders in 2021. He was the guy that fit in the Gus Bradley scheme really well, guy that the Raiders had picked up from the Chargers, I believe, midseason in 2021. He did okay. Wasn't great, but he did okay. He ended up following Gus Bradley to Indianapolis with the Colts. Well, the Raiders agreed to a deal, and I don't have the contract details yet. The contract details aren't out, but he's 28 years old. He was in 16 games with the Colts last year. He had four starts and recorded 26 tackles, and before that, he was with the Raiders and recorded a high career-high 55 tackles. So there's that. So Brandon Faison's back. Marcus Epps is going to be back in the mix. Jimmy G is in the mix. And Jarrett Stidham is off to Denver. So those are the those are the news and notes. Those are how the uh, Raiders activity went on Monday in the very first day of legal tampering, which is a lot busier than they were last year at this time when they didn't do anything on the first day of legal tampering, didn't do anything on the second day of legal tampering. And it wasn't until the actual league year opened up before they got busy. But in order to get their quarterback, and they had to get their quarterback, there was a lot of pressure because there were teams out there that wanted Jimmy G, like the Jets and the Texans. And I know the Jets are waiting for Aaron Rodgers to make his decision. Decision, but they were keeping a close eye on Jimmy G and the Texans were as well. The Raiders had to pounce on them and make it done a done deal immediately. So they got that wrapped up. And of course, that'll be, you know, pen will be put to paper come Wednesday at one o'clock. So with all that being said, what does that mean for the Raiders and their attempt to build a team moving forward? Well, we'll talk about that coming up in segment number two. We'll talk about the potential backup quarterback position. Will the Raiders dip into the draft? We'll do all that coming up in segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast after I tell you about FanDuel, and it's getting down the stretch of the uh, NBA season. Saw a really good game on uh, on Monday night between the Suns and the Warriors. Of course, I'm a big Warrior fan. Uh, I don't think that they're going to win the championship this year, but it's always fun to see those two uh, teams go at it because the Phoenix Suns, when KD is actually help, healthy, is supposed to be a powerhouse and maybe uh, even a champion uh, after it's all said and done, but he's got to get healthy. So right now is the perfect time to download FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. New customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and it's super easy to use. Then, you can bet on everything from the money line, the points scored, the threes drained, and I don't know if you saw that Warrior Suns game, but man, Clay Thompson was on fire immediately, right? Was knocking down threes immediately. So that's something that you could bet on as well. FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. Don't miss a chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn about more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. So what is next for the Silver and Black now that they assure Jimmy G to be their starting quarterback in 2023? They have the pressure off of them now to have a starting quarterback. They have a guy with that starting quarterback experience, and he's been in Joshua Daniels' system, so they're very familiar with each other. Okay, so that's all off. But is that the end-all, be-all solution? Of course not. 
right? He is a bridge quarterback at best at this point in his career. He's not going to be a guy that's going to play for a team for four or five years and be the guy, right? He's not the guy that the 49ers traded with the Patriots for when they went out and got him and thought that he was going to be the starting quarterback only to have a few years later and a few injuries later, uh, you know, a decision to go and make for Trey Lance as they did. And of course, that hasn't worked out very well yet because Trey Lance has been banged up. And then Brock Purdy came in because Jimmy G got banged up again last year. And well, well, all the rest is history, so we know how that goes. So what is the next? As the Raiders have about, I don't know, about 20-something million dollars in, uh, in salary cap space right now, and of course they're not going to go out and get some big splashes. They could. With $20 million in cap space, they could make one big splash. I just don't expect that to happen. I feel like the Raiders have too many holes. What they're going to do is just try to fill it with one- and two-year deals, similar to what they did in 2021, but hope that they get better production out of some of those guys, like Anthony Averett, Bilal Nichols, you know, guys like that. Uh, Andrew Billings, I thought Andrew Billings was actually pretty good, but Bilal Nichols was just okay. Anthony Averett gave him just about nothing. Rocky Yassin, I know he was a guy that they traded for. He was on the last year of his deal. He was just okay, in my opinion. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot of great production from the guys that they signed as uh, unrestricted free agents a season ago, and they have a lot of unrestricted free agents uh, of their own this upcoming year as well that they're going to be you know, worried about and trying to sign the deals. So with the Raiders going and making the move for Jimmy G and that being a lower salary, now they have the opportunity. Jimmy G wins a lot of games, right? But how does he win a lot of games? He wins a lot of games because the defense in San Francisco was really strong and they had a really good run game. Well, the Raiders have an opportunity to have a really good run game as long as they bring Josh Jacobs back. He's the franchise tag holder right now. I believe that that's going to get done at some point. I don't know when it's going to get done, but I believe that that's going to get done. But the Raiders don't have a strong defense like San Francisco does. They have Max Crosby, and that's it. <laughs> right? And no disrespect to anyone else, but Max Crosby is the guy on defense, and that's really it. Everyone else is just another guy, including Chandler Jones, including, well, Denzel Perryman is a, is a free agent, so he might not even return next season, but everyone else is just a guy. Nate Hobbs, just a guy until he proves that he's not, right? I mean, so there's a lot of questions on the defensive side of things, but since they didn't break the bank for Jimmy G or any other quarterback like an Aaron Rodgers that would have cost $60 million or like a Lamar Jackson that would have cost $200 million guaranteed, if not more. They didn't do that. So they're giving themselves an opportunity to try to attempt to build up the defensive side of things, and that's what they have to do. They made a couple lower-level agreements on Monday. I get that. Uh, Faison and, and Epps are nothing to write home about. They're not you know, world beaters. They're decent players, but they're not world beaters. The Raiders need to find some guys that are still in the, in the lower price range but could go out there and play and perform. And then they really need to get focused on the draft and, and get some quality players. They need to get at least three or four starters out of the draft. No doubt. Three or four starters. I mean, Max Crosby, when he takes the field in 2023, he needs to go out there with about three or four extra starters that he can believe in and have confidence that they're going to get it done, either alongside of him at the defensive tackle position, across from him at the defensive line position, the edge rusher, or maybe the linebacker position, cornerback position. They need to have three or four good quality starters that they get out of the draft. And then, of course, if they're going to have 11 picks, if they end up picking all their guys, they need to have some quality backups as well. But they still have time to go ahead and attack the defense with free agency as well. Again, they're not going to be any big-time names like a Deron Payne who signed that $90 million deal with Washington and Tremaine Edmonds signed a huge deal with Chicago. Chicago spent all kind of money on Monday, right? They agreed to deal after deal after deal after deal. And I know that everyone would love to see the Raiders go and get aggressive like that, but that's just not how GM Dave Ziegler's cut, right? He's very disciplined. He's very calculated. He has a budget that he's going to work with, and he's going to stick to it. And he's not going to worry about what I say, which 
you say, what anyone else says. He's just going to go out there and handle his business. Does that mean that they're never going to bring in a, a big-time name? No, not at all. They tried to bring a big name in a season ago with Chandler Jones. It just didn't work out. They did bring a big name in with Devontae Adams. They, that was a trade, and then they gave him a big contract extension. So they will definitely do it when they find it fitting, but I do believe with all the holes that they have, they're, they're not going to do that. So the other question is, well, Q, what about the backup quarterback position? Jimmy G is down, bound to break up, or not break up, but break down at some point, right? Sure. I think so, right? I mean, that's my biggest issue with him. I, I, don't, I don't have anything against him personally. I think he's a good quarterback, but with his injury history, it just makes me feel like he's not going to play a whole season, and then the Raiders are going to get stuck holding the bag like, okay, now what? So that's one reason why I'm glad that the whole contract wasn't a, a fat contract because, well, then they're paying money to a guy who's staying on the sideline. So the Raiders have to address the quarterback position in the upcoming draft. Does that mean that they trade up from seven to three? They could. Or they could wait to see, you know, what quarterbacks go one, two. I believe it's going to be C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young, but that's just because I believe that doesn't mean that, right? They have to also hope that the Colts don't trade up to number four because they could. They're sitting there at number four, and they, uh, you know, they need a quarterback. So if they go from four to three and trade with the Cardinals, then all of a sudden the Raiders are really in a tough position. So there's different ways to attack this draft for the Raiders. They can go and get their quarterback. Maybe it's, you know, Anthony Richardson or Will Levis, one of the two guys that they really like, and they decide that that's going to be the primary backup. And they're going to start Jimmy G on days and then have whoever that rookie quarterback is be the primary backup and maybe make packages for him to get him involved into the game. I think that that's how Anthony Richardson would be played. Will Levis, maybe. Right, We talked about Anthony Richardson the other day about uh, him coming in for small little packages and how that would, that would make sense, but I don't know which quarterback that they really like. Or they could sit there at number seven, get the best defensive player, which is this is something I think that they really could do. Get the best defensive player, if that's a, you know, a, 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 a Carter, if that's a Tyree Wilson, if that's a Will Anderson, if that's a Christian Gonzalez. I mean, any of those guys could be there at number seven, and they're all quality players. And then they could maybe trade back into the end of round one or maybe in round two, try to go get a Hendon Hooker, maybe a Jake Hayner, uh, you know, whoever you think that could be the guy. Uh, you know, Taylor, uh, McKee from Stanford, maybe that's the guy uh, that you think is going to be the dude. Clayton Toon from Houston, I don't think that'll be the guy, but maybe. There's other options that they can, they can attack the draft and get a quarterback in later rounds. Uh, I think that the earlier the better because it gives them a better chance to actually find in their franchise guy. But you never know. You never know what they're looking at and who they're looking at. I know uh, that they are uh, fans of Hendon Hooker. I don't know how big of fans they are, though. Are they willing to trade back into the back end of the first round? Or maybe sitting there at number seven, someone comes up and offers them something, and they trade back a little bit and collect a couple more draft picks, and then they draft Hendon Hooker and get that fifth-year option. There's multiple ways that the Raiders can attack the draft and free agency so they can build this team out. The thing about it is, if you're going to roll with Jimmy G, and you're going to save money by doing that, you have to build the team out. You have the opportunity to build it out, but you have to do it. You have to, do, uh, you have to attack the defense because it's been ignored for far too long. You have to build that up. It's just criminal to send those guys out there like they did in 2021 and think that they're going to get it, or 2022, excuse me, and get it done. Right, Max Crosby and them. That's all it was. And Max gives all the effort in the world. I mean, he gives you everything he's got. He's playing just about every snap. He doesn't get to come off the field at all. So late in games when they need him to close, he's, he's either tired, he's worn down, or at that point, you know, the rest of the, the, the team, the opponent that they're playing is just focused in on stopping him so he doesn't wreck the game and saying, okay, well, one of these other guys have to beat us. And more times than not, it doesn't happen. So Dave Ziegler has to have attention to detail when it comes to the defensive side of the ball. Again, if this is the approach that they're taking with Jimmy G, I'm not going to bash the guy. 
I'm going to actually support him and hope that he does really well. I hope that I can come back on this podcast and say, hey, man, I doubted Jimmy G. Boy, was I wrong. I hope I'm that guy. I want to be that guy. There's nothing more than I want to be wrong about Jimmy G and his availability. I hope he plays all 17 games, they make the playoffs, and they make a run. That's what I'm hoping, right? That's the best case scenario. But the only way that that's going to happen is if that defense is worth the salt. And right now it's not. So they've got to definitely step their game up. So uh, Dave Ziegler has got to attack the defense. And it's got to be attacked in free agency with whatever resources they have left. That's fine. Go ahead and attack it there. And then they have to attack it in the draft. But they've got to hit. They can't just go ahead and grab a name, throw it against the wall, and hope it sticks. And I know that that's not how they operate. But they've got to be able to do a lot better than previous staffs. And I mean staffs, not just the, the last staff, but the staff before that and the staff before that. Got to do better than them when it comes to building a team out on both sides of the ball. Look, the, the previous staff tried to build up the defense, right? But what did they do? They broke down the offensive line. They got rid of all their offensive linemen, right? Trent Brown, gone. Gabe Jackson, gone. Rodney Hudson, gone. They broke down that offensive line so they had money to attack the defense with Gus Bradley. And it was okay, but it wasn't great. So now the Raiders took a different approach. Instead of breaking down the offensive line, they went and got a cheaper quarterback that they believe in with the same efforts and, and hopes is that, okay, now they could attack the defense. So this time it's got to work. They've got to, they've got to get the right pieces that fit and give Patrick Graham an opportunity to, to be able to call a good game. And he's got to do better than he did in 2022 as well. And I know that he didn't have the players that he wanted, but at some point, man, you've got to figure out how to make it work. If you've got the ingredients on the, on the table in the kitchen, you've got to figure out how just to make it work. All right, look, these aren't the ingredients that I necessarily want, but this is what I'm still going to make. I'm going to make the best dish I can. And in, there was plenty of times in 2022 Patrick Graham didn't make the best dish that he could. So now if they go and upgrade his, his uh, players and the talent that he has in that room, he's got to put his best foot forward and make it happen. So I expect to see uh, some more uh, agreements with, with lower-level free agents. I don't expect to see some big-time names. And then I expect them to go very draft uh, dra- defensive-heavy in the draft, uh, with the one exception being the quarterback position. I don't know if they're going to go get them in, 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 in number seven or higher, if they're going to trade up. I don't know if it's going to be their first pick they're going to get a quarterback. I kind of feel like that they have an idea uh, of, their, of their, uh, their, their quarterback that they want. I just don't know if they're going to be there when they have an opportunity to pick. But that's it. It's, uh, it's defense, 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 quarterback in the draft. That's got to be what the next steps are for the silver and black moving forward. But what's on your mind? 707-654-4693. That's the Lockdown Raider Podcast voicemail line. Your calls and texts are coming up next after I tell you about Built Bar. And I've been telling you about Built Bar for a very long time. I check out the website each and every day because they always have specials, right? You can go into the store. If you're in the Las Vegas area, you can actually walk into the Smiths. You can walk into the Sam's Club. I like to check out the website just because it tells you what specials they have. Like right now, new mint brownie puff. It's been there for a little while, but it's a limited edition. And what that means It'll be gone before you know it. So they have a bunch of flavors that are limited editions. They have the brownie batter puff, the coconut marshmallow, salted caramel, and a whole lot more. But you got to check them out. And if there's one that's not on there all the time, you got to get it immediately because it will be gone. Like grasshopper cookie, mint brownie puff is there, uh, just to name a few. So go ahead and check out the website. Locked on 15, all one word is going to save you 15% off your order. Remember, it's very low in, in calories, low in sugar, high in protein, great taste of snacks. So if you're at the job and you just need a little bit of pick me up a little bit of a boost boom you can go ahead and make that happen with the built bar or if you're at the house and it's not dinner time yet and you're like yeah you know what i need a little something something in my belly built bar will make that happen for you go check out the website again built.com promo code locked on 15 it'll save 50 percent off your order when you go to check out built.com promo code locked on 15 
your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we go, Raider Nation, segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls and text straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Needless to say, there's going to be a lot of calls and texts about one Jimmy G, but that's supposed to be expected when uh, the team comes to agreement with the quarterback that, well, I don't think any of us were looking forward to, but I think we all realized was a strong possibility was going to happen. Let's start off with Raider X. He's calling to talk about the deal for Jimmy G and what he'll be with the Raiders, plus what he thinks about the draft, what they'll do, and also talks about the Raiders' defense. Here he is, Raider X. Hey, Q, this is uh, Raider X. Calling about uh, today's uh, activities, uh, Raiders uh, going ahead and getting uh, Jimmy G. Uh, really quick, I think uh, Jimmy G is, you know, everybody getting excited about, uh, you know, uh, bad or good about the signing. He's not the answer. We all know that. Doesn't do that to be a genius. He's just a stopgap. Uh, it's a credible stopgap. You know, going to sit there and be a very, very efficient, uh, you know, ba- uh, kind of a backup, but the starting quarterback. We're just going to have to go draft a quarterback. Can't get excited about trying to go up in the draft to go to number three because number three, there's really nothing there unless they believe that they got to get, you know, Richardson there because they can't get Stroud and they cannot get Price Young. Um, I don't see them dropping beliefs besides one or two. Um, and then on top of that, maybe they're going to fall back. Maybe they got their eyes on Hendon Hooker. I, I think that that guy's going to be a stud. And they can go ahead and slide all the way back to the end of round, round one. Maybe he's there at two. I think round one, if they really got their eyes on him, is to grab him at the end of that round, kind of like they did for Lamar Jackson. And then you look at what, what's going on for the defense. They can load the heck if they don't do that. They can load up so much uh, during this draft and just really get an awesome, awesome defense together and then get them to spend that money that they saved on them on uh, the, the Jimmy G signing uh, to really, really bolster up that defense. Get a stud, a couple of studs on defense, get a rock-solid uh, offensive line, and move forward. like to hear your thoughts on either them going for Richardson or going for Hidden Hooker at the end there. But they're going to get another quarterback. Definitely going to grab one. Uh, I don't know if that's the right deal. Uh, obviously, they're going to see if they can make it or break it. Uh, obviously, they're going to have to sit there and put some draft capital. But next year is the year for the big splash of quarterbacks if they don't make it right. All right. Thank you for the call, my man. And yeah, with the loss of Jarrett Stidham, man, they've got to draft a quarterback. I mean, that's one of those things I thought that they could potentially uh, ignore if they didn't see the guy that they like. But now that Stidham's gone, they have to draft a quarterback. And really, someone that told me and brought it to my attention on Monday on my radio show that, well, they only need one guy in the system that knows the system. They don't need to have two. So that's why they let Jarrett Stidham walk. Jimmy G could be that buffer. I hear from everything I hear about him, he's a great locker room guy. He's a good leader. At least that's what they say. I don't know that for 100% fact because I never covered him before. But from what I've heard, Jimmy G is a really good dude, and a lot of people like him. So maybe he would be the guy that kind of helps whatever rookie they draft uh, decide, you know, to, to help them along to uh, pick up the system under Josh McDaniels. As far as the defense goes, I talked about the defense in great detail in segment number two. That has to be addressed. There's no doubt about it. And who knows when they're going to draft that that quarterback? Is it going to be top ten after that? Is it going to be Hendon Hooker? They like Hendon Hooker, but we'll see. You know, obviously the draft is until the end of April, so there's plenty of time between now and then for speculation and uh, conversation about what could be potentially next for the Silver and Black. But thank you for that call, Raider X. I do appreciate you. Next up, got a text from Raider Nick out the 808. He says, Q, what'd it do? Why do the Raiders continue to sign players who are not good at what they get paid to do? 
Epps and Faison cannot cover wide receivers, and DB's jobs are to cover wide receivers and tight ends and running backs. People can say depth all they want, but if there's no, no one better in front of them, then they are not depth at that point. That's Raider Nick out the 808. And, yeah, as I mentioned uh, in segment number one, man, Epps and Faison, they're not going to be quality, like deep quality players. Uh, Epps did a good job against the run. The Raiders do play a lot of three safeties on the field at the same time, so he could still be a guy that plays up near the uh, line of scrimmage. He could beat Jonathan Abram like a good Jonathan Abram as opposed to a Jonathan Abram that missed on a lot of tackles. Uh, this this guy uh, is really good at run stop. Pro Football Focus had him graded really high as far as run stoppage, but his coverage is not very good, so there's that. Uh, Faison, I think we all know who Faison is when we saw him in Gus Bradley's scheme in 2021, and I honestly, I was actually kind of surprised that the Raiders brought him back just because I thought he was a better fit in Gus Bradley's scheme than Patrick Grahams, but uh, maybe the Raiders know something that we don't know. So at the very end of the day, you know they bring 90 men to to camp. Doesn't mean that 90 men are going to make the roster, right? Doesn't mean that all those guys, they have to cut it down to 53. All those dudes aren't going to make the roster, so uh, they're trying to put some guys out there right now, and right now they are depth, and we'll see what happens uh, when they do, you know, break it all in the way down to 53-man roster. We'll see who's the starters and who's not. Uh, I wouldn't worry about it right now. It's only March, and they haven't even hit the draft yet, but you got to get some players. You got to fill on some holes before you hit the draft because the draft you never know how the board's going to shape out and who's going to be available for you and who won't so that's another thing to think about but thank you so much for that text my man i do appreciate you next up i got a call from chef raider in the 860 it's been a minute since we heard from chef raider he's calling to talk about jimmy g versus Derek carr as far as the fan base being split when it comes to the raiders quarterback here he is chef raider in the 860 what's going on q what's going on raider nation it's your boy chef raider 860 first thing i want to say is uh <clears throat> Shout out to all the Connecticut, <clears throat> excuse me, all the Connecticut-based Raiders fans I hear calling in in the last couple of weeks. You know what I mean, I'm uh, you know, I, I love to hear it. You know what I'm saying? Especially you know, being trapped out here behind enemy lines in Patriot country. But anyway, with that being said, <clears throat> did we just go from uh, one Raider Nation dividing quarterback to another Raider Nation dividing quarterback? Because I mean. I personally, I'm not enthused about the signing, but, I mean, you go on Raiders Twitter and, I mean, it's, it's Derek Carr 2.0, you know what I mean? Like, um, which I, I kind of agree with at the same time, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's a lateral move. I don't think that we've, you know, we got better. I don't think that we got worse. Like, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo to me is, is Derek Carr minus the religion, but, you know, that's neither here nor there, I guess. Um <clears throat> But yeah, it just kind of feels like, you know, we're, we're back in the same boat where, you know what I'm saying? You know, we're yet again a fan base divided over what is seemingly another qu- mediocre quarterback at the helm. Um, thoughts and, thoughts and feelings on that one for, you know, all of y'all. But yeah, I'm out. Peace. Thank you for the call, my man. I appreciate you. And look, I, I'll say this. I don't know. If it's a quarterback thing that has the fan base split, I just think it's where the fan base is in general right now. And I've said this, and I've talked about it on the show multiple times. It's kind of sad that this is where we are right now as Raider Nation. And, and I say we because I am part of Raider Nation, a lifelong Raider fan. I know I do the podcast and the Raider show, and I do you know the radio show, and I take it very seriously and, and do it very professionally. But, man, it's, it's, it's crazy. There is such a divide with this fan base right now, and it's over the quarterback, the former quarterback, the front office, the coaching staff, hell, the city where the team plays, the owner. I mean, it just seems like someone is always angry about something. I'll tell you right now, and don't feel sorry for me at all, but it is exhausting. 
it is exhausting at times that there's so much infighting. You know, you would think it's, uh, you know, the Bloods and the Crips fighting each other, right? I mean, it's just, it's wild that there's so much infighting right now with Raider fans, and it's just like everyone wants to be angry. And so uh, I try to defuse that. I try not to be the angry guy in the room. I just kind of want to hear everybody out. And uh, at the most part, when, you know, people start firing up and sending me stupid stuff on Twitter, I, my, my response is usually, okay, <laughs> all right, you got it. And then that gets them more mad. I don't know why, but it gets them more mad. I just, I just try to defuse it because I'm not really one uh, for all the, all the infighting because it never has been like that when it came to the Raiders. It's always been all love all the time. Uh, that's what made me a Raider fan. I say it all the time. That's what made me want to be a Raider fan. When all my friends were 49er fans growing up, I wanted to be a Raider fan because it was all family. It was all love all the time. Yeah, did we you know, disagree on certain things here and there? Sure, but it just wasn't to the level that it is now. And Maybe it's just where we are as a society. Everyone wants to fight about something. I don't know. I don't have the answer for that, uh, but I believe me, there's definitely a, a, a big-time divide. Hell, there's a divide when it comes to the potential next quarterback that the Raiders might get in the draft. I couldn't believe how many people got angry when I, thought, when I said I didn't think Will Levitz was a good quarterback. They are like, how could you say that? <laughs> I got so mad, and I was like, damn, he ain't even with the team yet, right? I hate to think if, uh, if the Raiders were to draft him and someone say something bad about him because people got so mad. I don't know. It just seems like everyone's angry for something, so... Uh, I don't know. I, I can't. I can't get angry about it. It's. It's. Uh, I've said it many times, man. It's the Raiders. The Raiders are gonna do what they do. Uh, I'm gonna be a fan of the team regardless, and uh, I'm gonna cover the team professionally regardless. I'm gonna bring you a show uh, here on the podcast and on the radio regardless. So I mean, it just kind of is what it is. Support the guy that's there and hope for the best. Like I said, I hope I'm the first guy to be wrong about Jimmy G and hope that he's you know the next best thing and plays 17, 18, 19 games this upcoming season and kills it. You know, maybe maybe the rookie won't get a chance to even get off the, the bench because Jimmy G is killing it. I hope that that is the case, but we will see. Thank you so much for that call, though. It's great to hear from you, my man. Next up, I got a text from J.C. Raider. <laughs> Perfect example. Wow. Jimmy G, Jimmy effing G. Q, there is nothing good I have to say about this. Please make me a believer. I need you and the rest of Raider Nation to help me see it in a positive light. Have you checked Devontae's Instagram story lately? Yeah, he's not a fan. This is some BS, man. Oh, and on top of that, Sean Payton now has the entire Raiders playbook in his hands with the signing of Stiddy. Q, this is not it. Much love and thank you for all that you do, my man. That's JC Raider. Thanks for the text, my man. I appreciate you. And yeah, I mean, again... Jimmy G, the best thing about him is he's a good quarterback. I think it's a lateral move from Derek Carr. I don't think he's an upgrade over Derek Carr. I don't think he's much of a downgrade either. I think he's lateral. And the only problem with Jimmy G is his availability. That's been my whole thing with him forever. That's why I said that I wasn't a fan of the Raiders signing him because I knew that his availability was always going to come into question. Um, as far as you know, convincing you that this is the move, the only thing I can say is that he came in a lot cheaper. He gives the Raiders an opportunity to build up the team. So if they can build the team around him, and especially on the defensive side of things, the offense is pretty good. They need a right tackle. Obviously, they need to bring Josh Jacobs back, in my opinion. And they need a wide receiver that can stretch the field. But the defense is where the big holes are. So if they can go and fill some of those voids while having Jimmy G, a cheaper quarterback, than an Aaron Rodgers, then a Lamar Jackson, then someone else like that, then I'm fine with it. Right, And hopefully they draft a guy that they really believe in and they can develop him. And maybe that's Will Levitz. Maybe that's Anthony Richardson. Maybe that's other. But hopefully that other guy could be the next guy and be the guy, right? And be a guy that the Raiders have under center for 10, 12, 15 years. And then you feel good about the direction that they're going. That's all I can really say on that. As far as Devontae and his Instagram, uh, I saw that. It was actually uh, you know, sent to, in, to Twitter. Uh, it was on Instagram, but people started like retweeting it, so I saw it. And then Devontae came out on Twitter and said, don't Make too much of it. My phone was dry. 
Then here comes everybody trying to get the inside scoop. Blank is annoying. That's it. Jimmy, let's get it. Uh, that's a, a, a money bag emoji and a, f- a closed fist emo- emoji. So that's Devontae Adams on Twitter. So he's not annoyed with Jimmy G. He's not upset at Jimmy G. He was upset that for three weeks, nobody called him and talked to him about anything as far as outside people, not the organization, outside people. Then all of a sudden when the uh, announcement comes out that Jimmy G is going to be the starting quarterback, everyone started blowing him up. So that's what he was talking about, and that's what he put out there on Twitter. So I didn't really read a whole lot into the Instagram because I didn't know, and I don't want to try to interpret for someone else what they're thinking but when he came out and said what he said on twitter that let me know all i needed to know thank you for that text i do appreciate you we'll get one more quick call in jordan in oregon he's calling to talk about the jimmy g deal and the fact that he actually likes the move or at least he doesn't hate the move here's jordan in oregon hey what's going on q jordan in oregon man i wanted to hit you up jimmy garoppolo news just came in and just wanted to be straight man i i don't hate the deal actually i i find myself uh not hating it one bit, and I want you to hear me out on this, and I'm sure you're going to get a lot of similar takes, but the number at which they signed Garoppolo to, um, the cap hits aren't big. They're much less than they would be if we would have kept there. And we're looking at um, essentially three years at $67 million. Um, that That's not a bad deal, and, and hear me out on this, man. Is I, I don't think Jimmy G is uh, – much of an upgrade, like to Carr, is as far as not an upgrade at all. It's kind of a, a similar quarterback. But one thing I think is that um, watching this guy even coming out, I remember him in the 2014 draft. In fact, he was in that same draft class with with Carr. Is uh, his the offense that he runs um, with the 49ers kind of didn't match what he played in college. And I just think some of the hate on G's then. The injury history, which definitely cues you on the table, like a bit availability is everything. But let's be real, man. Like that that offense that Kyle runs, I think a lot of times um, opens it up for a quarterback to take more hits. And to be honest, that's kind of why they were trying to go with the Trey Lance to incorporate a little bit more play action, a guy that's a little bit more mobile. Where Josh uh, McDaniel's offense really over the last decade has been predicated on like more of a pocket passer that really like Josh kind of wanted somebody that I feel like he could call the play and that the quarterback would run the play instead of needing so much freedom at the line where a lot of times you see Jimmy line up and and uh, one of his other biggest knocks is uh, he floats a lot of balls. But, you know, I, I definitely, I, I've definitely seen a lot of Niner games and seen that happen quite a bit. But one thing I wanted to add to that, I don't know if that's going to be quite as big of an issue when you're throwing at, like, uh, receivers like an Adams or a Waller who literally, like, stretch out to, like, kind of take on some some balls that you could only throw to those guys if you like a higher ball. This is the weird take I have, man. Like, it's definitely different throwing to Devontae versus, like, an IUK. More of, like, a smaller receiver. So a lot of the guys, buddies of mine right now are like, man, some of G's biggest knocks for injury and floating balls. And so it's like, I don't know, I'm kind of reading between the lines and trying to think along the lines of what Josh was thinking. He's got a quarterback that's super familiar with his offense, and and uh, they can also still draft a rookie, and I don't hate the contract. So I'm going to be rooting Jimmy G on, and uh, honestly, hope he kills it. Peace out, brother. Thank you, boss, for the call. And, again, the big thing is the deal is very team-friendly. It gives a team a chance to work and improve on the other side of the ball, which is where they need the most improvement. Jimmy G is capable of being a good quarterback. Again, I, mean, I can't reiterate that enough. He's definitely a good quarterback. He's not some scrub. 
He's just injury prone, right? I don't like injury prone guys. I know a lot of people pointed out Lamar Jackson's injury prone. Fine. I like taking a chance over on Lamar Jackson more than a Jimmy G, but there's that. Again, and the money was was very reasonable for a starting quarterback in the NFL. So I'm going to support the guy, like I said many times. I hope that I'm wrong about his availability. I hope he plays all 17 games and then some. And, you know, hopefully it turns into a great signing. And like I said, maybe the rookie quarterback don't even have to get off the, uh, off the, uh, the bench because Jimmy G is killing it so much. That would be an ideal situation. I'm not saying it's going to happen like that or the Raiders even want it to happen like that. But... You just never know. Josh Jacobs never allowed Zamir White to really get into the game in 2022. Maybe Jimmy G will not allow the next quarterback to get onto the field at any in 2023. But we'll see about that. Today is the second day of the legal tampering period. So depending on what time you're listening to us, the Raiders already might be active or they might be slow playing everything, waiting for the legal or actually not the legal, but waiting for the actual league year to open up on uh, on tomorrow at 1 p.m. Pacific time, 4 p.m. Eastern time. And, of course, we'll be here to talk about and recap day two coming up on tomorrow's show and get into a whole lot more, have more calls and texts and some more conversation because, well, that's just what we do here on the Lockdown Raiders podcast. So, again, thanks so much for making the show your first listen each and every day. Remember, you can find the Lockdown Raider podcast free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. Thanks to my man Ari. Does a great job on Twitter at Ari Produces. So, until tomorrow, Raider Nation, take care of yourself, take care of your family, love on your family. Most importantly, as always, just win, baby.